Welcome in to Paydirt Sports. This is Will Dunn and alongside Nick Trucial and Seth Coggin. Got a full house in the studio back again. Guys, let's open it up. Do a few, let's just call them, uh, as we just mentioned, do some sports shout outs real quick before we kind of get into our bread and butter. What's got you excited about this past week? What's got you excited coming up? Give it to me. I mean, I was just talking about it. I wanted to, to touch on the John Morant, Michael Jordan piece. John Morant saying he could cook Michael Jordan. I'm not going to spend too much time on this. I love John Morant, but I'm thinking Jordan wins that one-on-one 99 out of 100 times. Um, love the confidence, Ja. You might be getting a little too cocky. You're coming at the GOAT. I mean, you got you to know what you're dealing with here. Um, and you guys might think LeBron is the GOAT, but uh, I still stand with Jordan. Um, so I'll give a shout out to to Ja for the confidence, but I'll also give a shout out to <laughs> that was really that was really casual to Ja. To yeah, that was very yeah. casual. Yeah, um, I, think, uh, I think we're gonna have to shout out to the goat. I mean, in the depths of summer, sometime here, I think we we will have to have that conversation. Maybe let's, yeah, let's I think, law your, I'm gonna law you up. I'm I think it's funny. That's and, one of the uh, second or debate. third com. That's the second or third conversation we've had, not about LeBron James, that he still makes his way into the conversation. So, yeah. Maybe something to think about when we're talking about the goat. That's but. true. True. That's true. And then a sports, uh, sports shout out, uh, Tour de France, European oh. sports. They're all up, bro. Awesome. Uh, the you know F one is up. Super, super yeah. gaining in popularity. It really Wimbledon's is. going on, bro. I'm watching tennis over there. They got the uh, they got the Royals over there in the box watching tennis, watching Novak Djokovic. I was going for the Australian uh, Kyrgios. Um, but he, he fell to Djokovic. I, I'm just salty. It's not Roger Federer. He's my goat. Sp- talking about goats. Um, I'm going to give a sports shout out to Roger Federer right now. Uh, one of my sports icons. I'll accept that as a uh, goat. Just a man of all class. Um, yeah, that's, 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 that's what's up. Zero sports season. Um, also, also got, oh, wait, what we got you? the, yeah, I was going to say, got the British open coming up. Yeah. I don't really know what's going to happen. I know Tiger's playing, so that's exciting as always. Zalatoris maybe gets his first major. We've talked about him a lot. Got a bunch of a lot of good value picks. Yeah, out there for the British Open. I love betting golf. Betting golf is the most fun to bet because you throw ten dollars on a guy with the chance of winning five hundred. It just always you feel like a winner already. Yeah. So you're like, oh, well, this is so certainly going <laughs> How do you? How do you guys? How do you bet on golf? Like, what's your? You got to spread it out for sure. I say yeah. you set yourself with fifty, hundred bucks, and then just kind of spread that, spread those units across the board. I, I like to go. I like doing some top top, top five finishes too. I, I, I always love the to give you a little grace period, give you a yeah. little leeway. What's the, so? What's the odds on like a you know top twenty five player top five finish? Like what? What are they looking like? Let's mm. see. I can pull up. Uh, Probably plus like a couple hundred or something like if they're legitimately good and you're just talking top five yeah so i'm pulling up vegas insider here well uh well this is um just the regular odds but just to to give some examples so rory here is the leader at plus a thousand so i mean even the leader uh, and that's and just that's outright. That's outright. Yeah, that's right. outright. So if you're if you're going for outrights here, I mean, ten bucks, like Will said, minimum a hundred dollar payout. So, and then if you go for a, a value pick like DJ, he's plus thirty four hundred. Kepka forty two hundred. Uh, Hideki plus forty two hundred. Tiger 
plus 6,500. Tiger always always gets like just way better odds than he should. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Actual odds is like, because when he wins, it's like he overcame incredible odds, but he was like the, you know, a top 10 betting favorite at any time. Like anytime Tiger plays a tournament, he's going to be a top betting favorite. Yeah. That's the thing. The public will be on him. So they can't set his odds too good because I'll be honest, if I was betting, like I I really don't uh, like bet actually uh, actual money or anything <laughs> um but like if i'm betting on golf and i'm picking a few guys i'm gonna sprinkle a little on an lt gray like i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a few dollars on the king over there we'll uh, see and here's here's my strategy when i come to this like i've got eight guys that i've put money on basically i spread out a hundred bucks over these eight guys and i'll pick I, I do have a couple guys who are up there towards the top just to I don't know, just to have as a safe bet. Cause like Trucial said, it's still a good payout, but I love betting on some of these guys that I'm like, they have almost won a major Ooh. or they very well could win a major kind of, but their odds are insane. I'm just going to read off. You know what? Yeah. I'll just read off real quick. It's just eight. So I'll read them off real quick. <clears throat> so I've got Francesco Molinari, 15 bucks to like win $2,265. Yes. Wow. I like that. Mito like- Pereira. 12 to win 792. Cameron Smith, 12 to win 336. Tony Finau, 12 to win 588. Gary Woodland, 12 to win 792. Tiger, 12 to win 612. Zalatoris, 12 to win 276. So there's kind of one of the hopefully safer ones. Yeah. 13 on Tommy Fleetwood to win 546. So nice. I like that. Yeah, you hit the collective. You're making go. your money back. There's a good uh, chance that none of them win, but there's also a good chance, like, if one of those guys wins, I'm making money. So, yeah. What are the odds? Like, what are, what's that percentage of players? Um, like, as opposed to the field. So, what's that? Eight guys? Mm -hmm. Like, how many guys are in the field? Oh, what? I don't know. Probably when you start off. Yeah. 80, 70. I think probably, I feel like an open's got a few more players. So they may, have, know. they may have even more than that, honestly. Because, you know, you cut it in half after two days, right? Yeah. yeah. So. And you probably have 50-ish players that make – yeah, you probably have – I bet you have 85, 90-something yeah. players okay. yeah. start the day. But, I mean, you know, 15 of those guys aren't, you know, competitors really. Not saying – I mean, they're just not at, at that tournament. Yeah. Um. So, you know, yeah, that's a pretty good – let's get a little Pater Collective going. Let's get a pot. Yeah. I found the uh, top five finish odds here too. So we have Rory at the the, the favorite here at plus two forty. So you're still getting pretty good odds. Yeah, I mean that's um, not bad. Like it's, and then I mean you go down the list here. Zalatoris at plus five fifty to be top five finish. I kind of like that pick a little bit. Ten to fifty five. Two. He's already got two top ten finishes this year, right? Yeah. Tiger at plus fourteen hundred. I mean, I feel like that's just a horrible bet if you do it. But yeah. hey, there's you either got to pick him. It. You either got to pick him to win. Like, yeah, pick a few, put a few dollars on him to win, but don't pick him to have a top five. He's either winning or yeah. he's probably DQing. <laughs> yeah, no, I agreed on that. Agreed on that. Um, who kind of like maybe Sergio Garcia plus two thousand for a top five finish? Nah, he's be... coasting his career. He's coasting his career, and well, he, he might won his get... Masters. Look, he won his Masters. He won his major. <laughs> he got his monkey off his back. He is coasting in from here on out. That is true. I feel like 
golf. I mean, once you win that he's major, not, he's on the lift like, tour now. Like he's not even really like he's even kind of you know one of what a weird dynamic of just guys on tour of like the guys who have gone to live tour that are still playing these big events. You know, they're still mingling with the same, like, is there beef? Are people like mad beefing over this live tour thing? It's kind of seems like, like they are. Some like, people personally, are, some people I'm talking about care. like around the clubhouses, you know, on the driving range and stuff. Is it real? Like, do they like if Sergio or shows up, are they really like, like beefing with Sergio? I don't know. It depends, right? It depends probably on how close you are with the guy beforehand. Because you have a guy like Spieth who came out, I think, this past weekend and made a big statement letting everyone know that he was definitely not going over to the live tour. Yeah. And I think he said something like, I've trained to play in the PGA and win PGA events, basically, is what he said. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like it's a lot of guys who are just kind of past their prime and looking to collect that check. Well, I mean, you got DJ and Brooks in there. Though. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah. DJ, a guy that absolutely is, but did, is hosting I mean, it. He, he literally said, which I, respect, which I respect. He literally said, look, I want to play less golf and make more money. Like, that's literally my goal here. And yeah. I like, I have to respect that at being honest with like, look, I want an easier schedule and a lot more money. That's that's better for everyone involved. And they're getting it just paid comes down to where that money's coming too. from. Which is yeah. big. Like a, a lot of these guys are just getting guaranteed money because they're a big name, and it's yeah. going to make people watch the live tour. So I think that's but, fair. It's just like nil. Use your name and likeness to make some money. It's well, cool. that's the big part too. Is they're going after a bunch of these young guys like Matt Wolf. Like yeah, Matt Wolf is good. He's probably been in the running for a couple big tournaments, but you know you get automatically guaranteed millions of dollars. Hard to turn down. Yeah, is I think the guarantee also... part is uh, crazy. that And that's like kind of a cool thing. But I thought of one little twist on that I thought would be better is everyone's guaranteed except for very last place. So all, you only don't make any money if you truly lose the tournament. Like, <laughs> if you are the loser of this tournament. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that, that did kind of seem kind of lame the other day when the payouts showed up. And even last place won like a lot of money. It kind of did lessen the tournament for me. Yeah, because like, people can slide a little bit. And I at least know, want like, one person to not make anything. <laughs> just get complete zero dollars. Plus that like matters, you know, throughout the day, you even it matters like who's just bombing around, you know, uh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, that guy lost out on a lot of money because he got dead last. Like, and it, what are you going to say? You got dead last. Like, you can't. Yeah, complain. you sucked. You can't. Complain. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> suck. Um, anyway, yeah. that was my one twist on how I thought that might, uh, I kind of like that might change live golf for the better. Cause Maybe that mental... be, uh, I want to be live golf's like PR team, just like really branding, it. branding this thing as like the future of golf <laughs> make <laughs> people forget how it started. If it's a good league, people <laughs> will forget how it's, you know what I mean? Like 30 years from now, if they really do. If they really do it right, they could supplant the PGA tour. Like, Oh, we're going to host more fun, like cooler golf tournaments. Yeah. And, and eventually, like, it just, the money will, could even get bigger. You know, golf's a bigger money game than it was. T Tiger revolutionized the money of he golf. Did. Um, and so, yeah, the T PGA Tour was fine to handle that flow 40 years ago when it wasn't, you know, when it didn't really support two leagues. But now there's enough money in golf to support a lot, lot more golf, um, like professional, a lot more high level professional golf. Um, and so I think, like why not pay you know I, I don't know i'm just saying that people would forget it if it really worked out well and they really crushed it 
in all types of like viewing and stuff like you know the pga tour rights and stuff is they got weird media deals if they the stuff they have been doing more stuff like stuff like the match and stuff where they've brought you know other athletes into golf you know celebrities and personalities into golf have been really cool you know i could see them way more infusing a lot of that kind of stuff and making it interesting so i don't know we'll see but uh the they don't got the they don't got the big majors yet though that's for sure until like the biggest events in golf happen on live tour, then they aren't the, the main thing. See, um, th- that's where I think a huge problem is, is because people talk about how even the masters gets around, I think 9 million on Sunday viewership, which is lower than any other major sport. I think actually when the finals were really bad, it was around, around the same number. Yeah. Um. So the fact that you have the biggest event in golf on the biggest day at the biggest time, not pulling in an insane amount of viewers compared to worldwide sports. I think it'll be really tough for live to have a tournament that essentially doesn't mean anything, you know, I mean, besides, unless you're just a huge golf fan, you just want to watch good golfers play. Yeah, It's going to be hard for them to get off the ground. I think to truly surpass it, unless I don't know. The only way you can do it is if you get enough big names and And you have done a pretty, like they've done a, we're still talking about them. Like, like I don't even follow the PGA tour that much. And I haven't even turned on a single live live golf event, but I'm still talking about them. Like it is, they have done a good job of getting notoriety um, for their first year of existence. Um, so, but to you, I mean, I, I do agree with you. It would be hard. It would be very hard to supplant that. Sure. Surely just as any league with any of the American leagues would be hard to supplant, but nine pot, like, I mean, not impossible. Um, I, th- I think we're going to see an evolution of kind of sports and we're kind of probably going to get into that in a little bit, the college football landscape changing a little bit and, and sometimes a little change. We think it's going to lead to radical change. And then, you know, over time it shifts, but it really does kind of slow down. Like they're, they're we realistic, we realistically could be looking at a fairly stable period for another like 10 to 12 years. Um, you know, after these changes happen in the next we're looking at about 24, 25. It's going to feel like a lot of change because all these moves are going to actually happen, you know, relatively at the same time. So it will feel, and it will be a seismic shift at once, but then, you know, once all the conference realignments actually happen, it'll settle down for a while. It, it'll um, be the new norm. Like yeah. It'll, it, yeah. And, and it's probably leading towards even bigger, bigger change in the future. You know, it's definitely, it's definitely a step towards even crazier, yeah, you know, stuff, but because we're even heading towards more professionalism in college sports. The move to NIL was literally a move to like, this is more of a business. Like we're treating it more like a business. Now we're acknowledging its presence as a money-making kind of machine. Um, and so, you know, then conference it there, then schools change money. I mean, that's why USC and UCLA, a huge reason they are changing is not because it really makes sense, but because they are in a huge financial hole, like their athletic departments have taken, they've committed to sports big time. Like those are two big time programs, you know, USC probably is a little more notoriety and, and neither of them have had tremendous, tremendous success nationally in a lot of stuff, but they've been, they're nationally competitive all the time. USC, UCLA certainly has had basketball teams in the final four and oh, baseball yeah. teams in Omaha um, and USC is relevant in football, surely, but, uh, but their athletic departments are a huge millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars in, in, you know, in losses over the last couple of years. Um, and so they literally need a life, you know, a lifeboat 
and that is kind of the Big Ten for now. They're getting the Big Ten, stabilize themselves, their, their athletic departments, you know, for the next 10 to 12 years, and then we'll see what happens. Um, but, you know, money moves money moves things, as we know, as we know. Um, so we'll see. Uh, well, let's, let's jump into it. that. So let's get first. I just want to hear y'all's thoughts when you heard the news about USC and UCLA making the move. Don't, don't give me what you think it'll do for college football, but maybe just your initial thoughts to, well, maybe what you're losing and maybe what you're gaining, I guess, in the college football landscape. I mean, really, it's kind of just opening the door for those super conferences um, that we had talked about in the past. And it's kind of just like cracking the door open just a little bit. And I think it's going to lead here in the next five to 10 years for that door to bust wide open. Um, Cause the PAC 12, they, they might just disintegrate complete, completely. Like they're, they're in trouble. The ACC is in trouble. Um, and I'm, I'm just excited to, to kind of see some of those programs like USC and UCLA uh, that are, are historical pro- programs, but haven't necessarily had the, most the best recent success uh, to get them some more money uh, and get them some better TV deals from ESPN um, and just let them go to town on the NIL stuff. And let's, let's get these historical programs back to uh, back to prowess in college football. So uh, I'm thinking this is going to be just the first step in a long journey of conference realignments um, and potentially the death of some of these conferences. Um, And we'll get into it later, but, possibly leading to some things, new things in college football, like relegation. So there's a, uh, I mean, it's just wide open for college football right now. We talking relegation. Relegation coming up as a legitimate topic in discussion uh, shows that, you know, the people are listening. I haven't heard anyone else talk about relegation, but us, but you know, now it's yeah, being brought now up it's in, being in brought larger up. circles. I'm I really saying. can't believe we really were the first. We really were. We were the first to bring that up. <laughs> we and broke the news story. Legitimate possibility. We broke the news story <laughs> 15 years early. Yeah. We broke all the news the, of relegation. For all the listeners, uh, I informed Trucial and Seth that on 1025 the other day, Trevor Maddich was on there literally talking about the possibility of relegation in the near future with these su- if these super conferences come to fruition being a real possibility. I, I'll say real quick, just on the USC UCLA thing, and then we can move into whatever. Um, I I understand the the traditional college football fan that's upset about some of these maybe regional ties and old yeah. rivalries that are going to get busted up. I really do. Like I will definitely miss a lot of that stuff because I think we're going to probably go away from it. Some of them will stay intact. You know, a lot of these, especially with the SEC and Big Ten, like there's still all those big name programs that are rivals will still play each other. You know, maybe not. We'll see. I don't know what the schedule is going to look like, but probably for the most part, all those big rivalries will stay intact. But obviously, Big 12, Pac-12, those are going to kind of fall apart. But, I mean, it's something that, I mean, we've seen in college football over the years, like new rivalries form. We've talked about it on here. Rivalries come and go. I understand the the regional ties to an extent, the pageantry, but I mean – you know, as a, as a Nebraska fan moving into the Big Ten, like that's the normal for me now. Like sometimes, yeah, I miss playing Oklahoma all the time and Kansas State and Texas, the Texas schools. Like I, there is kind of a feeling of nostalgia wishing we could play those teams again. But you kind of just get used to playing, okay, like Michigan State, Iowa, Ohio State. Those are big games that we get to play now. Wisconsin, you know, we have new kind of 
I want to say robberies, but the Huskers haven't been really good enough to warrant a rival in the Big Ten besides maybe Iowa, I guess. Um, but, you know, like, that's all I'm saying. Like, I think to the traditional fan that's upset about what you're losing, like, you will be gaining a lot as well. You will get to see a lot of good football on TV all the time. And you're probably going to get to see all these national powers that people want to see come back finally come back. Yeah, it's reducing. Well, it that's that is what you're taking away a little bit is parody. You know, it 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 is literally lessening the pool of almost eligible, you know, nationwide champions. Quite, I mean, I I, I don't know. It's just to say that there will be only several conferences producing most of the national champions. I mean, that's really been the case already. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of yeah. just actually seeing the results of the results of the last, you know. 15 years i mean the sec has been far above um, everybody else and they're kind of just like sec is growing so strong it's kind of been just kind of like choking other conferences out with kind of their success over they've taken such a big piece of the pie lately um that they're just kind of dominated and people are making moves the big Ten's one that has competed and stood right there with um kind of the sec as a true uh kind of conference rival um, and so they're bolstering themselves um, with two of the strong, but, but then what is the, the PAC 12 now? Like, what does that look like? The landscape there is weak. It is weak and it's desolate, it, but, but it already was. I mean, it really just makes you forces you to take a good look at like the programs left out there. And it's like, yeah, they, they're fun. I mean, PAC 12 after dark is awesome. Like I like watching, I, I very much enjoy PAC 12 football and they put, they put good teams out there, but I mean, you got no teams that are competing for championship, like for com- actually competing for a championship. And so now you take two of the biggest name. I mean, really your biggest program out of there, you know, cause every conference has like a couple programs that are a little more elevated than, than kind of you the have rest. Cash there's, a, there's a higher. Yeah. 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 And so you take literally the biggest view getter from a nationwide perspective because the West coast is the West coast, but like USC is a nationwide brand east east to west and you, that they proved itself right in this move because a big 10 mostly an eastern you know eastern led conference literally takes the farther and west school because but not because because they're usc um so anyway i think we're i think we might might get into a little draft here but uh yeah um i'm gonna i'm gonna live tweet it out i'll tweet the results like like a draft so yeah. we'll, it, we gotta like note our Note our picks. I mean, like it's legit. You know, we'll get one. You only get one first round draft pick. Yeah. Real quick, too, I want to touch on it'll be interesting interesting to see what Oregon and Washington do because those yeah, are kind of the last two big names. Those two, like say they go to the Big 12, that could save the Big 12 from like that could help them maybe be included in this what the Big Ten and SEC are kind of pulling everyone away from. Or you know, Oregon and Washington, they might decide to go to the Big Ten. You have Clemson and Florida State come into the SEC, you know. That's where we – I'm really interested to see what those four schools in particular, and I might be leaving someone out, but those are the first four that kind of pop into my mind. What they do will really dictate kind of what happens in the near future as well. Because right now the Big 12 is like drowning. Yeah. I mean, the Pac-12 is dead already, in my opinion. Because those yeah. two schools want out, like they they're not going to stay there. They're going to figure yeah. out something else to do. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they could become. I think schools could start like I could see the Pac-12 honestly dropping football. 
Like, I know it would be kind of weird to see, but I could see Oregon and Washington maybe leaving. Um, and maybe even, I don't know, maybe someone, maybe a few other teams commit to football and stay, you know, join a conference West. But, you know, I could see, it because, I don't know. I just don't see like the future, future, future of it seems very. You almost don't of, have enough people who really care about it at the rest. That's of what the I'm saying. Days. It's like, where's the, if no one cares, then like in the South, they would never cancel it. But like literally if you canceled football, it'd be like, huh? They only had 5,000 fans in those stadiums. Yeah, anyway. not that, it's just not that big a deal. <laughs> or maybe you literally. take like maybe a school like Colorado just goes back to the Big 12 and is like, yeah, yeah, yeah we're cool with that. Like, yeah. let's yeah. do that. We'll play kind of a lower level division football because yeah. it's not the same as it was in the 80s or in the 90s, you know. Well, and then lower play. level now still has big name. It's not like, right. Yeah, you'd be in, you'd be playing Texas Tech and, you Cincinnati. know, Cincinnati. Yeah, you'd be playing good, good programs, you know there can still be good football outside of like, I think it actually might even elevate, elevate the level of B like the B level of football, because right now, like power five is like a lot of teams really work. We could even reduce that, you know, number of power five teams. Then I think you actually keep a stronger level of kind of secondary teams that aren't, aren't quite the main two power conferences, you know, truly almost professional conferences. Right. Maybe that I don't know. And there's still, that's the thing. There's still a pull. Like with NIL, yeah. there's there would still be a pull for some high level guys. I mean, you see it with guys going to HBCUs. Like there's still going to be a pull for high level guys to go to this quote unquote lower level program yeah. if that's what could, ends if up they happening. offer I mean they offer a lot of this opportunities still. Like we, we, we do kind of we do talk about it we do forget that. I mean, a lot of times getting scholarships and stuff is a great way for people to go to school. Like yeah. athle- athletics can open a lot of doors for people to have opportunities. And so, yeah, if it, it, there are different, yeah. For high level athletes that are pursuing professional sports, like, yeah, you go to, you know, a, 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 I don't know, an SEC program or something like that. But for so many other people, um, it's just a way to get to school. Um, you know, it's a way and so it can open a lot of doors at really good universities. Um, and just because it's not the highest level of, of athletics, it doesn't really lessen the importance of the athletics on kind of just the school and as a whole. So I still think it has a it, it will play a big role in even these schools that don't have you know the championships every year nationally. Um, but I think it'll be interesting how it affects the playoff, you know, like. Are we still happy with four yeah. teams? Like, is anyone ever going to get in from the? I don't know. It just it creates hierarchies, like it always, like there always is. It's just different hierarchies now, and I think there's less people in the top top championship level. Um, I think so. I think relegation is fun concept because it's like earn your rank, like earn your hierarchy. If you want to play with the big boys, you win consistently, and like you beat you know teams that lose. <laughs> Like you don't, you don't, you earn your right to play, you know, on the highest level on the field, not, you know, not by any other thing, because you have a lot of fans, you earn it on the field. So I like that. It'd be cool. But um, yeah. someday, maybe someday. Well, let's go ahead and jump in. Seth had this great idea for us to basically draft a super conference or yeah. really just the, I think the NFL of college football, like we are going to each draft 12 teams. We're going to do this over a two-week span. So tonight, each of us will draft six teams to be a part of our conference, I guess. Um, 
And then the next week we'll we'll regroup, come back to it and finish it off. And we'll kind of see who looks like they have the strongest conference. And so a couple of things to note, this will be kind of based off based on the athletic program as a whole. So obviously college football will be the main focus because that is what is going to make the most money. That's what's going to be the most notable uh, for college sports, but it does definitely help to have a few other things that you have to con- the, a few other things that you contribute, especially as we get into the later picks, I feel like you'll start seeing some uh, programs, you know, that have, you know, maybe a good basketball team really elevates them to being a better program. I think it's also important to note that this is for, let's say this is for now for the next, you know, 10, 20 ish years. So, Hey, maybe, maybe you think about drafting Alabama one, but Hey, what, what does it look like if Nick Saban's not there next year? Is that is that still the pick you want to yeah, make at number one? You know, so yeah. I think we'll do a snake drafting. Let's just go. I'm gonna say we'll go Seth, Nick, then me, and then we'll just kind of go around. Okay, hold up. I like the middle. Pick. Wow, pick one. This is exciting. And then so it's a snake. Okay, and we can kind of react real quick to each one if we want. Kind of give your reasoning if you want, or we can just just pop. This is good. I can go ahead and write my it. first pick, and I think I got it. I was hoping actually I wasn't uh, knowing I was going to be first. I was going to kind of feel out the feel out the first pick. I know it's All tough. Right. It's tough when you really think about it. With the first pick of the 2022 college uh, college program draft, I select the University of Florida. Oh, that was right. a wild card. I was yeah, not expecting the that. the University of Florida, strong. I, I feel strong like that's a ballsy programs. pick for number one. Uh, strong <laughs> football programs with national championships. Strong basketball programs with national championships. Strong baseball programs with national championships. Strong track programs with na- national championships. Lots of athletes. We are the flagship university in one of the most talent-rich states. So I picked the Florida Gators. I like that. Um I don't like it personally, but you do. I, I like it. To. I like it because it was a team that I was not going to pick. So I'm glad <laughs> that Seth uh, picked Florida because great I don't academic even think, institution. They weren't even in my top huge 12. university, right? But are you assuming they they get? I guess you're assuming they get Look, back. to You the guys board. are seeing. You're looking at one pick. I'm looking. I'm seeing the vision of my conference. Okay, guys. Okay. Okay. Drafting for my conference. Okay. Good point. Good point. So. With the second overall pick in the NCAA program draft, 2022 program draft, I select the University of Ohio State. Wow. Um, I mean, that is just across the board, a school that competes for national championships. They have a young head uh, coach in football in Ryan Day, who I think is going to have success for a long time. Um, And they've had a little trouble in the past couple of years with basketball, but historically they they do have a great basketball program. Um, So I'm thinking Ohio State, they're a moneymaker, they're a big school, um, and football is king here. So I'm going with Ohio State as my number one overall pick, or number two overall, my number one pick. I like it. Yeah, see, I, I like the Ohio State pick. Because it's like you're you're picking a program that has literally always been good and yep. isn't looking to slow down ever. That's what I'm thinking. And th- the problem is, is we have a couple here that's like, you know, they've been good, but there's some coaching changes or right. Uh, you know, I'm going. 
I had a I had what I thought was going to be my number one pick, but I think I'm going to go a, a different route. I think I'm going to go with another Big Ten team. I think I'm going to go with the Michigan Wolverines. Ah, yeah. Wow, the Big Ten. You know, coming off a Big Ten championship, I don't know. Like, I I expect continued success in football. I don't expect a natty, but multiple national championships in basketball as well, you know, kind of the two big. I mean, one of the most recognized brands in all sports, obviously. So I'm going to go with Michigan. Oh, and then I get – I forgot. I get the next Yeah, you get get back to picks here. Yeah, I'm going to go Notre Dame with my next Oh, one. that's what I was thinking. Golly. Notre Dame, not only are they, you know, just always good, really good at football, never great, but always really good. Another one of the most famous brands in all the sports. They got their own TV deal. They got NBC. The money is rolling in. That is true. You got because as we think about this as a program to really sustain these conferences, you're going to need some cash cows in here to to make that money. And Notre Dame is always, oh man, they they're competing for the playoffs at least in college football pretty regularly. They they obviously have the coaching change, but number two overall recruiting class right now in college football is Michigan um, behind Ohio State. But is it the university? Is it Michigan University? Is it University of Michigan? University. I thought yeah. so. Um. So as much as this pick pains me to say, I do have to take the University of Alabama at number wow. two overall. Got to get them off the board quick. Will couldn't uh, even Will couldn't even sway you. No, um, Will Will doesn't sway me with the Saban um, comment. Um, I mean, I'm I'm thinking there's going to be a great replacement for Saban when that time comes. Uh, I think he sticks around at least for the next five years. Nate Oates, I'm a big fan of basketball wise. Um, they've consistently gotten good recruits from that standpoint. Uh, pretty underrated baseball wise, I feel like. Um, happy with the transfer of uh, what was it, Zane Denton um, to Tennessee. So Tennessee poaching that, uh, poaching one of their players there. But uh, really across the board, just a, a great program. Obviously, a lot of history in the University of Alabama, um, and it, the, those fans get riled up for a lot of stuff. So. We're going to need some money. We're going to need some boosters um, in my conference. So I'm like in uh, I'm like in Alabama at number two here. Can you think of this is just a question for the group. Can you think of a time where a true like truly great one of the all time great coaches at a university retired, left, whatever his his next the next guy in line succeeded like very well? Ohio State. From Urban Meyer to Ryan Day, yeah, that's uh, yeah, but they had well, Luke Fickle in between, didn't they? Even even then, did they? Am I am I forgetting Fickle? Well, he was he was interim. Yeah, I know, but he was in between. So, yeah, I guess but still a little different. But no, that is um, a good point. No, I was just thinking. Really. I feel like usually it doesn't happen, but I'm thinking like Jimbo Fisher Jimbo, came in and won. Was Jimbo right after Bobby Bowden? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it ha- it happens. It's I, definitely I, I, right after Bobby it's Bowden. Rare. Um, let's see. All right. Am I up? Yeah, go for it. All right. I will be going with the University of Southern California. USC. Taking USC. The Trojans are officially off the board. A national brand, as we were talking about. Um, I think they will bolster. I have from sea to shining sea covered with Florida and Southern Cal as my first two yeah. picks. And now I will solidify 
the middle of the states with my next pick, um, at least east to west, because I'm staying in the south with to start round three, I will pick the University of Texas ah, as my third round pick. Um, so I will go with the Longhorns. Once again, I'm valuing brand and state. I have California, Texas, and Florida covered. Uh, so we'll see how our conference shapes up from here. I'm really excited. I think we're building a powerhouse here. So, all right. I think uh, yeah. Nick's back up. I like that clock. pick, Seth. Um, and University of Texas was – on my big board, they weren't up next, but definitely a team that I was taking into consideration. I'm going to go with a team that is very closely related to Texas. Um, and one of their biggest rivals, University of Oklahoma, is coming home out of here. to the conference, uh, my personal conference here. Um, obviously big in baseball, playing well, made it to the College World Series. Um, basketball, they've had Trey Young recently. Um, and had some some success there, Buddy Heald as well. A uh, little little downturn, but we can we can pick that back up. Um, and football, obviously in question here, but I have faith in Venables. He's going to do a great job, great job recruiting, um, defensive mind. So Oklahoma is officially off the board, um, and we are starting to we are halfway through, or I am halfway through my first three picks of um, this today's draft. Yeah, this is where I feel like it's going to start getting interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we're we've, about, we've kind of taken the big dogs off a lot. Some a lot of the big dogs, at least. Yeah. Mm. Let's see. There's a couple. Oh man. See, because there's a couple, you know, just like winning programs right now. But do they continue to win? Right. That's what we're drafting for. We're, in, we're in going future, for longevity. You know? Oh man. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and get Clemson. I'm going to get Clemson. And I think I might, I I mean, I trust Dabo seems like he'll be there forever. Like Clemson will keep winning. I don't know if he'll win more national championships, but Clemson will keep winning. Really. That's football is about all they got. I think every now and then they might have a solid basketball team, but that's kind of what I'm looking at. And then I think, let's see, I'm going to go back to the SEC, or I'm going to go to the SEC. I haven't been there yet. You know what? I'm going to actually run with LSU. Ooh. I'm going to go with the brand on that one. I know there's probably there's a couple other big brands in the SEC still out there, but for whatever reason, I'm going to go with the Cajuns down there, go with the Tigers. Give me I almost LSU. picked LSU in round uh, round three to be honest. Well, you know, you got, you got football, obviously you got base, a great baseball tradition. Yep. Sneak up on you in basketball. I mean, obviously you had Shaq, Shaq and Dale or whatever. So yeah, I'm going to go LSU. Nice. I like that pick. Pretty good. Um, LSU is definitely up there. Their number. I'm looking at the all time wins here in college football as we're going through and LSU sits at number 12, uh, just right outside the top 10. Um, because I'm really trying to go heavy in football here, but I feel like we could use 
a basketball team, but I might oh, yeah. just uh, see. That's where it gets fun. You, you throw a random basketball team in there, and it gets interesting. I feel like those those teams are going to fall to the uh, for today two though. So I don't want to get ahead of myself. I like myself that we do and, have a day two. I'm thinking, yeah, about there, <laughs> yeah. There's a day two, so I, I don't want to reach on my board here when I, I, I think uh, I could maybe get some steals here in uh, round two. God, this is a tough one. Um, Stalin, he doesn't know what he wants. I think I'm going to go, and this might be a, a little bit out of left field and kind of a little bit of downturn recently in, in college football, but I think there's a chance here for an uptick with Penn State coming in as my number four pick. I knew. When you when you were talking about looking at the all-time wins football wins list, I knew you were about to pick Penn State. I had to. <laughs> I had to. I mean, Archaic there's... program, dude. Archaic. Actually, no uh, – I'll be honest, Penn State, like their football stadium atmosphere is still yeah, amazing. It's it's electric. Uh James Franklin, I do have a little bit of hatred in him um for what he did to Tennessee at Vanderbilt, um, and actually getting them some winning seasons, which really sucked to see. Um, and quick interjection, shout out to Derek Mason for being a nice guy. Um, I did meet him at Kroger. Uh, so he he did lessen my hatred uh for Vanderbilt a little bit. He was still in his uh classic um black vest so it was good to see Derek mason doing well i think he's at oklahoma state now as the dc right i want to say he, he was at georgia for a minute right or auburn yeah he was at auburn but apparently oh, harson butted heads and he was out after one year yeah it didn't surprise me i don't think anyone likes harson so yeah so or he doesn't like anyone one of the two yeah one of the two somebody's got to be the problem but um will you are up that's seth oh seth excuse me seth is up next yeah that's right yeah, I can't lie. This pick is giving me a little, uh, a little thought here. I've gone with Florida, USC, and Texas. I need to bolster the Midwest. Ooh, I got a lot of options here. You know what? I'm wearing the shirt already. This is oh, my sleeper pick. The whale's pissed. I'm taking the Huskers. I'm taking the Huskers in uh, round four, pick three. Um, Nebraska will bolster the Midwest for me for many, many years to come. I really thought I was going to get Nebraska, honestly, as a steal. I didn't think anyone was going to pick them until day two. I saw the value in them. It was either Nebraska or Wisconsin for me right there. And I decided to opt a little, a little farther south. Um, and go with the Huskers. Uh, over. Well, you got two picks, so you could pick both. Yeah, but why would I pick Nebraska and then Wisconsin back-to-back? Yeah. That was, that's no flair for me. Um, all right, you mentioned basketball schools. I think I will be heading over back to the East Coast with the university. Shout out. Shout out, Swaff the University of North Carolina. Uh, there yeah. it is. As soon as you said basketball and East Coast, I had a feeling. I think uh, they bolster themselves enough in the other sports. I just watched a regional there in Chapel Hill, um, a super regional, excuse me, with the Razorbacks. Um, and I gained a lot of respect for the athletic program. And I now own, I own Michael Jordan as well. So that's pretty cool on my Pretty end. good alumni there. Pretty good uh, for me. So, yep, taking, taking the Tar Heels. I'm really shaping up here. So the Tar Heels are a good pick. Um, 
good in, good academic institution. I'm good kinda, academic. We're, we're kind of at that point where it's worth it to kind of go after some of these some who of you the think you got a little name. extra value in. Yeah, and UNC is good at baseball too, so uh, that's a, a nice pick there. But I'm headed down to South Florida to get a team. They party a lot. I love the city. <laughs> the U, baby. Miami is coming home to my conference. Um, obviously got some history in football. Um, really, they're turning up, too, with uh, Mario Cristobal at the helm. Uh, got a top 10 recruiting class, number 10 exactly right now, actually. Um, they got a couple more five stars uh, kind of going their way as well. So I'm thinking Miami here, just a, just a value pick uh, in round five, pick number three, right? Um, well, number, or no, uh, pick number, number two, because you started the – yeah, I was just going back yeah. to back. So pick number two, we are taking the U, uh, University of Miami. This Excited isn't going to make for very board. good uh, video television, but I'm liking what we got going uh, with the – I like we're all we're all making some notes. You know, we're all we're all whittling away. I can't wait to I get pick number one of day two. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna draft such a good school. I can't wait. We we'll be thinking yeah, about this all week. There's a lot of value uh, in. Round oh, there's two a here. ton of value left on the board. Yeah. Can't wait to fill out my conference. All right, Dunny. You can just go so many ways. Yep. Like, what do you want? Do you want to win now? Do you want money? Do you want stability over the future? Can you get all in one? I think I'm going to go. I'm going to believe in the Aggies. Oh. I'm going to go with A&M. Ooh. I'm going to get the money. I'm going to believe in Jimbo that he's going to figure something out. You think he's going to solidify them as a power? You know what I mean? Like, I think it's a gamble. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? I think. Yeah, I'm saying right. that. I think he's one of the – I still – I know we give uh, – well, I don't really, but I know Jimbo catches a lot of hate on this podcast. I still think he's <laughs> he's one of the few coaches with a natty in college football right now. True. I'm going to get the Texas area. I'm not really over there yet. Um, man, it's tough, man. I don't – I really don't love my lineup. I liked my first two picks, and then I don't, I don't love it after that. I've gone with a lot of Southern teams – I think I'm gonna go. Ooh, I think I'm gonna go to the West Coast, get some of that Nike money, get some swag, and go with. Oh, Oregon. they're on my want list. Yeah, they're, they're on, on my, my list short too. list. They're right there for sure. I'm nice gonna pick. go with Oregon. You know, pretty solid in football, basketball. Kids want to go there. NIL stuff could get really crazy with Oregon. I feel like for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go Oregon, and that's my final pick. So I've got my six. Yeah, right. we can do uh, – once we all finish up, we can each do a little recap of uh, what we yeah. what we got. Um, so here comes my final pick. I'm kind of torn between two teams here. You can pick I, here. But I have a feeling I think I can, I can make it to round two for one of them. Um, so I'm going to round out my draft with a, another team in red here. Uh, <laughs> The University of Wisconsin. We're bringing home the Badgers. <laughs> the Badgers. We're, we're bringing home the Badgers. Uh, some recent success in both uh, football. Well, kind of a little bit down in football, but still the opportunity to get get back and rolling in football, and had some recent success in basketball as well. So I think the Badgers really they're, they're a rounded team here. 
Um, and they're just, they're going to, they're going to help us um, just win, get wins overall for our conference. I'm excited to have uh, the, the Badgers in town. All right. Very nice. Dude, great basketball to program too. Like you said. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I will finish out day one and you know what? I'm staying very close. I'm staying very close to the heart this time. Uh-oh. I will be picking the University of Arkansas Razorbacks. Oh, yeah. Round six, pick number three. Um, the Arkansas Razorbacks provide a great geographic region, as well as a beautiful campus, as well as a top academic institution packed with fantastic fan base in all three major sports um, and fantastic NIL opportunities. Onward, upward trajectory in all major sports. I'm taking the hogs, man. A lot of money. It's only professional sport in the state of Arkansas. So you're always going to have a pretty That's consistent true. fan base. Oh, I haven't really thought about that. Um, angle. Oh, yeah. So, and I think, I mean, I can go ahead. I'm not going to spoil too much, but I'll be picking another familiar face in oh. uh, round six. Oh, I might have screwed up by waiting. <laughs> <laughs> no. I got a whole week to, to decide whether I'll be taking – a certain team in a certain shade of yeah. orange. Yeah, I had a feeling that was coming, and uh, I think I might have given it away my uh, my cards when I said I'll <laughs> split between two teams. Dude, the fact that we, we have a couple. No, there's a few there's big some, dogs like, out there. big dogs still left here. No, we, the fact we didn't put the defending national champions, no one drafted them. I could still do – I could honestly pick – I could pick Georgia next. I time. thought about Georgia the you past like three or three or four rounds. Honestly, I thought about Georgia and I just couldn't do it for some reason. And then yeah, Tennessee. I mean, SEC champs in baseball, basketball, football is on the come yeah. up. Like that's yeah, a team. A, NIL's going right. crazy. Five star quarterbacks. No one picked yeah. them. I mean, the Vol. I think we honestly kind of underrated the Vols program in this draft. Yeah, we kind of did. I, I, I honestly, I was thinking about him taking it number five, but I, I was just, I wasn't hearing too much chatter. Uh, but uh, my my um, scouts weren't really hearing much uh, from you they're guys. Not, they're still on the board. Like I have, yeah. I do have a little bit of time to sit back here and decide. Yeah, we, mean, we still don't. We got to... a a whole week to figure out what our teams. See, that's what I thought. I even well, I like that I drafted Nebraska over. Uh, I like that I got them early. Just got to go in ahead and got Will. Them off the board. I think Will I knew Will was going to draft them. First Will, pick were you, were you gonna, Yeah, what were you going to? Yeah, when were you? No, gonna I would have picked them. I probably would have picked them after Clemson, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, because that was your right. Yeah, yeah I picked Nebraska in round four. four. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I if it was picked, coming back. I think I would have picked Nebraska before LSU, honestly. I think my. It's been. That was pretty fun, honestly. To just that was pretty fun. Let's here. Let's read through real quick. Just yeah, each person kind of give give your conference. Do I'm draft order. In. Seth, you go first. I'll go second. Will close. Okay, up, I'm writing. Yeah. I don't even shoot. I got a. F- so my round pick six. Oh, Razorbacks. No. Okay, so I have the University of Florida. I have USC, Texas, Nebraska, North Carolina, and Arkansas. So I am truly, I am truly covering the span of the United States. I. I based my roster on depth. I based my roster on uh, region and domination of region. Um, and I based my kind of on just all around uh, success. So that's what I kind of uh, 
base my roster on. I, I, I like uh, some of your team ideals there, Seth. Uh, you're, you're really putting together a, a big, nice little conference here, but I just have a feeling that Florida pick at number one might come uh, come back to bite you in the ass. I, I still don't love that pick. <laughs> but, hey, I Literally, mean, which, which of your programs have nas- multiple national championships in the last 20 years in all three major sports? Mm, none i don't think exactly so what was your hey, what was your round six pick nick uh wisconsin the badgers i like that one all right go through what's what was yeah, your true, so yeah your so list. we had number one the ohio state university obviously massive program massive success um had to be done number huge one. yeah huge student base uh lots of boosters behind them took alabama at number two um, just with, I mean, you, I, I had to take Bama. They're, they're such a, a big football school right now. Um, and, and have, uh, some chance here for some decent basketball success as well, as well as some baseball success. Number three was Oklahoma. Um, especially with them moving into the sec. I think, uh, I kind of thought about that a little bit and was thinking Oklahoma really their, their trajectory is up right now, even though they have a new football coach, but they were just in the world series. Um, and have a shot to uh, kind of get moving again here in basketball. Number four, Penn State. While they did kind of have a, a little bit of a downturn year in college football last year, uh, still a massive program, a lot of history behind it. Um, and I think they can kind of get back into the swing of things. Number five, University of Miami. Uh, some basketball success there. Not recently, but uh, that'll change. And then football, I think with Cristobal, I think the U is uh, on their way back. I mean, big, big recruiting class coming in. Um, so excited about that. And then to round out, we do have the Badgers, University of Wisconsin, who, like I said, both have uh, some success in basketball and football. Really was trying to hone in on those two big sports as they are the moneymakers. So I'm pretty, pretty happy with my uh, day one uh, pick so far. You need a team like Wisconsin. Like all these teams that we've named, I feel like are really going to be boom or bust. Some of them will continue like sustained success, but Wisconsin is like your steady. You got to have them. Yeah, they're Um, they're they're going to be the rock. That's why I took them at number six, right in the middle. They're they're just that's exactly where they need to be. I think on paper, like looking at these lists, you look at Trucials and you're like, holy crap. (laughs) yeah but that's that's not but that's not the game we're playing we're talking like we got to talk about everything we're not just talking about right now but right now we're gonna come back to these in 15 years and see (laughs) we gotta put (laughs) them in a time capsule but i'm just saying yeah you look at you look at trucial having ohio state bama oklahoma like all three right there it's like that that is college football the past you know 10 years probably um but yeah so here's mine i've got michigan you know, obviously, Big Ten champs. Maybe Harbaugh's got something going. Michigan's going to rattle off nine-plus wins until Harbaugh Every, retires. Yeah. They're going to be Michigan. They're going to have a big brand. Even Basketball's good. Even when it was down this year, oh, look, they still make a run in the tournament. Yep. Jawan Howard, guys are going to want to go there. One of the biggest brands in college sports. Then we have Notre Dame, obviously. Same kind of story. Going to be really good at football for years to come. I really like their coach, uh, Freeman or whatever. Um, I think he's going to do really well. Like Trucial said, I think, is it number one or number two recruiting class right now? And then uh, I'm sorry. who? Oh, Notre Dame. Yeah, they're at number two. Ohio State just jumped them. 
Okay, so Notre Dame right there. And obviously with the whole NBC deal, lots of money there. We have Clemson, Dabo, one of the best coaches in college football, national champs multiple times over. Hopefully we'll see that keeps going. LSU next, one of the biggest brands. LSU is tough for me to pick because I think LSU's brand is so awesome, but I don't know what Brian Kelly is going to do. So that's kind of my wild card right now. I don't like, I, I would assume LSU is still going to be pretty good and Brian Kelly can get them good back to where they want to be in football, but it's going to have a lot to do with everyone around them. Like if Saban retires, if Jimbo makes a jump, uh, if Kirk, I mean, Kirby's going to keep doing stuff at Georgia. We'll see how that goes. But you have the baseball history there, a little bit of basketball history and the brand overall. We go to AM to get a little of that Texas oil money. Um, another kind of just really boomer bust pick. We'll see if Jimbo can take him to the top. And then we rounded out with Oregon, which I really like. You got Nike and everything. Oregon's kind of just a sexy team to pick yeah, with they whatever are. they do, whether it's the basketball, baseball, even. Well, sorry, basketball, football, and even baseball at times. So, yeah, I like what I've got. I think we all have pretty uh, strong, strong conferences. Yeah, right I think now. I think today was fairly easy. I mean, you you pick any of those top kind of like we like twenty schools or so, like because there's a few more on the table that we definitely are still like like we would say big dogs. Like these are still you know large athletic institutions that. Uh, still have a lot of value. Uh, so we've all got a lot of, a lot of value on the board. We've all valued a little different things, certainly, but that's kind of how the draft works. Yeah. We're drafting for now and in the future. So we're, uh, we're taking our guys. I mean, we, they got to fit in with our vision as well. So this isn't uh, as head of these conferences, we got to get buy-in from these teams as well. So, I mean, uh, you got to take that into account what uh, direction we want to go. <laughs> Yeah, boys, I think this is great. Guys, it's the it's the last month without football until March of wow. 2023. We're almost there. The dog days are almost done. We are in the dog days right now. It is. Yeah. I don't know if it's as hot as it yeah. is. Well, we're having to make up like, fake drafts to get our football fix in, so it's true. the dog days right now. <laughs> true. It is really the dog. Yeah, it's been, what, 95 here for the past, like, 12 days in yeah. Nashville. Mm-hmm. My AC went out for a little bit. I had Oof. to get it fixed. That is and rough. What? House or truck? Both, actually. No, <laughs> Are you <laughs> kidding me? You're down me? so bad. You're so hot. <laughs> yeah, no. Pause. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was like that was tough. I I didn't even I didn't even really think about it until you just said it. Yeah, it was both. I literally just came back from picking up my truck from getting the AC fixed in it, and our AC in the house literally got fixed this morning. So, Golly. hey, but you're back to cool, man. Yeah, you're rocking and rolling now. Oh yeah, I feel like I'm living a lavish life now. Yeah, so. My truck's no AC. It makes me tougher. You know, 95 degrees at lunch. You want to cool off. You want to hang out. No, step no, in that hot. You sit in that in, car and sweat. In the sauna. It's good for you, baby. It is. Sweat out the bad. That's I, right. I'm, sweat out the I'm bad. I'm kind of thinking here, I might, take a, I might take an FCS team at number 12 and bring them up into the FBS. Wow. You're going <laughs> to elevate somebody? Like North I might, Dakota I can see, State. I, can, yeah, I might That's elevate North Dakota State. I think I might. You're just gonna, yeah. You're gonna. I'm thinking Belmont. <laughs> <laughs> some basket, yeah. Belmont or Lipscomb get some basketball success in there. The Bring OVC or the A you know. Would you rather have Belmont or Vandy? That's what it comes down to. Uh, Vandy, well, I, don't Vandy, Vandy, I don't think Vandy's gonna be making the cut. 
for no. sure. No, they're not. Because, I mean, 36 teams are getting picked. Is Vandy a top 36 team in the country in terms of athletics? Uh, I'd say no. Got a few baseball national championships. Yeah. Does it move the needle? Is does that not really. Move? No, it does not. No. <laughs> All any, right. Uh, guys, any, any final thoughts before we close this one out? Anything we want to last minute topics you want to throw in before we cut it out? Um, I had a premonition. I had a vision of the Razorbacks winning the SEC West recently. It was like clear mm. as day. Yeah. There's I think a, I've gotten to the point. Bad man, in the, Nick Saban in the way. I've gotten to the point of the offseason of the offseason Kool-Aid where I will not accept anything less than a Big Ten West division title for the Huskers. I'm, I'm so sorry about that. I've been, now, I've been absolutely feeding that expectation, too, because I'm all aboard. Yeah, like, Obviously, I'll I picked him in my draft. Now. Yeah, I, like I literally am on. I, I'm literally betting on the Husker uprising. You know, one team that we've kind of forgotten about that I was uh, doing a little research on as we were uh, talking. Notre Dame so early, dude. Notre Dame's Notre Dame. Yeah, like, they, they bring NBC, in money, bro. Yeah, but, and, uh, dude, college world series, great academics this year, great academic education. Or, yeah. yeah, and they're good across the board too. Yeah, football, basketball, baseball. They're pretty good at BYU. BYU, I mean, they've had some recent success. Oh, BYU could very, could very well be in one of these conferences. We'll see. Bring in Washington. Having California and Washington Washington together would be good. We got a lot to, we got a lot to fit fill in this next day too. Yeah, I got to start working on my big board tonight. I know. I got a big, I got a big board going in my. That's why I can't even. I don't even know I can focus for the next week. I'm gonna be thinking about I might just have to use some PTO here to really uh, just start <laughs> start grinding on this we're draft. In the, and... We're in the draft bunker right now. <laughs> I gotta get ready for my yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, I'm already I'm putting down a big board, but uh, one team that could make an appearance that we've forgotten about that was near and dear to uh, Paydirt's heart, the Presbyterian Blue Hose. They haven't been mentioned <laughs> in a in a long time, and uh, we were keeping weekly updates at one point. Yeah, let's uh, get. Do we have a weekly update? I mean, are, what's how's the summer program going? So they're I'll, existing. I'll, uh, I've got like, their schedule pulled up here, so we can at least kind of run through. Well, what I want to see how the team doing in summer workouts. Like, what, are the girls grinding out there? Like, are we, oh, are you're we talking about better? US USC Aiken. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm women's basketball. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm you're talking, talking about, about you're talking about uh, the team the that never punts. Yeah. I thought, thought you're giving us our update on the uh, Lady Aiken. No, so the Lady Pacers are yeah, the Lady kinda, Pacers. They're in the dog days as well right now. Uh, my sisters are actually in Nashville. They uh, were running a basketball camp at BA today. Yeah, so that's what I like they're, to hear. they're already uh, teaching the, the young the young bloods in the Brentwood area how it's done. Yeah. So. They're uh, they're putting it. in work, and they've been. I know my sisters have been working every day. I, I can't speak for the rest of the team, but yeah, they're grinding. Um, sisters they are, always been work, hard workers. Yeah, they're playing basketball and getting in the gym at least three or four hours every day. So Love it. Love it. They're uh, they're putting in work, um, but the Presbyterian Blue Hose, I think they could make a jump this year. They went zero and eight in the conference last year uh, with Kevin Kelly at head coach. But... The conference. <laughs> that is not a good first year in the system, but I think that system is like so. It's, it's so, so boomer bust that yeah. like you know he might have gone zero and eight this year, but he might go eight no next year. You never, you never know. know. They've like, got some tough clicks, teams though. Austin, a lot Pee, of high school football. Western games. Carolina, Davidson, uh, Dayton, Stetson, some just absolute. FCS powerhouses. Powerhouses. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, we might have to bring that back come uh, college football time. I was just thinking about. We'll have to have for some reason. Yeah, if, if they're doing the same thing they've always done, we're gonna have to talk about them. But if not, we can find. Yeah, we'll find we can someone. Drop to... them. Yeah. But yeah, guys, I think that's I think that's gonna do it for us. So we'll, I'll go ahead and close it out, guys. Thanks again for listening. This has been Paydirt Sports. We're part of the Six Pack Coverage Network. Check them out. Sixpackcoverage.com on Instagram and Twitter at Sixpack Coverage. Be sure to check us out website paydirtsports.blog on twitter at paydirt underscore sports and on instagram at paydirt sports guys thanks again for listening and we will see y'all next week Inert out